Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. A Fremont County man is in custody on burglary charges. The Fremont County Sheriff's Office arrested 65-year-old Daniel J. Kitchens of Thurman on Monday for third-degree burglary and violation of a no-contact order. Authorities held him in the Fremont County Jail on $10,000 bond. On December 7th, Kitchens posted a $5,000 cash bond on a charge of extortion. And on November 16th, Kitchens posted an $18,000 cash bond in connection with an incident involving the discharge of a firearm during an altercation. In a separate case, deputies arrested 39-year-old Justin Case Moore of Council Bluffs on an active warrant for eluding. Moore turned himself in at the Fremont County Sheriff's Office on Monday. It is alleged that in July, Moore led Fremont and Mills County deputies on a pursuit ending in Nebraska. Moore was released after posting $1,000 cash bond. After much consideration, Cass County Sheriff Darby McLaren has decided he will not be seeking re-election. Sheriff McLaren said this was a long-term decision. I've always known that when you get enough time in in our profession, you need to know when the getting's good to get out. Um, it's a young man's game, and I certainly have put my time in, and um, I just think it's time to go. And And I've always had the, the time when I turned 50, and I'm 51 now, that that I needed to look at it seriously. So it, it didn't just jump up on me recently. I, it was a long-term decision. Sheriff McLaren said it has been a privilege to serve the citizens of Cass County for the last 28 years, and he has many fond memories. He said he's not sure what his future holds, but he is looking forward to spending time with family and new challenges. Sheriff McLaren said what makes this decision easier is that he is leaving the sheriff's office in very capable hands. He said Cass County is fortunate to have a dedicated staff with 125 years of combined experience with several people qualified to step in and take the lead. Chief Deputy John Westering has decided to run for sheriff. I'm excited for John. I'm excited for um, what he can bring to the office. And more than that, he's, he's got good people with him that know how to do the job they're doing. Um, the years of experience, when I was adding those up, it was astonishing. Um, law enforcement right now is, is having a tough time recruiting and, and having people stay, retention. And right now we're lucky to have the people that we have here with the years of experience. Um, when I leave, it'll, it'll be seamless with John or whoever, whoever else decides to run. But I'm not worried about that, so it does make it easier. Sheriff McLaren thanks his wife Mary and his family for their patience and support over the years. Iowa State University economics professor Dr. Chad Hart calls agricultural prices in 2024 a return to normal. Tom Robinson has more on this. Dr. Hart says the two years following COVID were vital for agriculture. He says the ag sector enjoyed good sales and firm prices, leading to solid incomes flowing into the farm economy. We've come off those highs. Um, Things have slowed down now. And as we look here, you know, Going into 2024, I'm going to say the markets have sort of settled in, at least on the crop side, to prices around break-even. And it looks like that's where they want to stick here as we're going to go through 2024. Hart tells KSOM, KS95 News, the ag economy does not appear to be quite as rosy as it has been, but he says we're not falling into a deep hole. Like we're going to be seeing some times where, yeah, there may be some losses at times, but there's also going to be some profitable opportunities out there in 2024. Corn prices have reached a new medium price since the post-ethanol era. In the pre-ethanol time in the 1990s, $2 corn was the lowest. Hart says when ethanol became a marketplace for corn, prices rose to the $3 or $4 range. He says we're comfortable in north of $4 and selling in around $5 corn. You know, that's, you know, the game of, I would say, it's this idea of that 
what we've seen is our prices rise because we've had pretty strong demand over the past several years, and we continue to find new uses for our crops. At the same time, too, though, our input costs rise to match. And so when you see this, you know, this, you know, let's call it a high or low, yeah, we are building that in, but that's reflecting that the overall cost of agriculture is increasing just as the prices have been. Dr. Hart says competing with South America exports has become a challenge for U.S. farmers. And what we've seen out of especially Brazil is they continue to bring not only more land into production, but they're able to farm that land more intensively, given that they're closer to the equator. They get those double crop opportunities that we don't have as much here within the U.S. And meanwhile, Hart says global demand continues to ratchet up, but production outside the U.S. is growing. He says 2023 brought depressed export opportunities for the U.S., particularly for corn because the price was high, making the U.S. expensive to the rest of the world. Now that our prices have come down, we're looking like more of a, you know, a well-priced product out there, and we are seeing export sales work their way higher going into the next year. Dr. Chad Hart, an economics professor at Iowa State University. I'm Tom Robinson reporting. December goes down as one of the top five warmest out of 151 years of records for the state of Iowa. The average monthly temperature across the state was 34 degrees, 9 degrees above normal. State climatologist Dr. Justin Glisson says December, the snowy month, lacked snow across the state, averaging about 1.4 inches, 6.5 inches below average. Thanks to the warmer-than-average temperature, the abundant rainfall kept the snowfall to a minimum. You mentioned precipitation on the rainfall side. Yes, we did see above-average totals across the state. We uh, came in at the average of 1.8 inches, and that's about a half an inch above average. So if you look at the 12 months of 2023, only the fourth month in which we were above average, the other two were January, February, and then uh, the third is October. Despite the nearly two inches of rain, drought conditions persisted across the state and some improvements in western Iowa. Meanwhile, the El Nino remains in a moderate to strong category. When we look at December, January, February behavior uh, for moderate to strong El Ninos going back to 1950, six of the last seven have trended wetter across the uh, much of the upper Midwest, including uh, most of Iowa. On the temperature side, we do trend warmer as well. Looking at the last three events that we've had, 2010, 2016, which was the monster El Nino, and then 2019, third wettest winter in 2019. Uh, so we've seen wetter winters with these strong El Ninos. Dr. Glisson says moving forward, he's not getting a clear signal for temperatures, but he is getting a signal for wetter conditions. He says the 8 to 10 day outlook shows a trend to more normal temperatures, about 29 degrees for a high, and a strong signal for wetter conditions for January across the United States. The Audubon County Board of Supervisors will change leadership in 2024. Doug Sorensen, who has chaired the board for the past two years, will take the role of vice chairman, and Heath Hansen was elected chairman at the supervisors' organizational meeting on Tuesday. Rick Thompson was chair for two years prior to me. Um, he did a great job. Um, Heath just came on a year ago. Um, I've been chair for two years, um, so... I just, it's kind of time to pass the baton on if someone else wants to do it. Um, there are quite a few extra responsibilities to being a chair. Um, it comes with a, a little bit extra pay. Um, but I offered it to Heath, and he 
Um, he said he wouldn't have to do it if I wanted to keep doing it. I thought he thought I was doing a good job, but I, I felt like I was ready to pass the baton for a year. The board appointed Chase Peterson and Abby Rasmussen to the Board of Health and Susan Oswald to the Planning and Zoning Committee. The board will meet at the same time weekly at 9 a.m. on Tuesdays in the supervisor's boardroom. The Audubon Advocate is the official newspaper, and Heath Hansen will serve as the safety director. A proposal to reduce setbacks for the wind turbine project in southern Audubon County will be the topic of a planning and zoning board meeting Thursday afternoon. The Audubon County Board of Supervisors has been fielding requests to increase the setbacks between the turbines and dwellings. The Board of Supervisors recommends a 1,250-foot setback for participating landowners and a 1,750-foot setback for non-participating residents. Ottoman County Supervisors Vice Chairman Doug Sorensen says the public is invited to attend the meeting at 1 p.m. in the Supervisors Boardroom at the Courthouse. If there's people who want to comment on that, and I'm sure they do, I want to be as... Uh as transparent as I can. The setback in Audubon County is currently 1,000 feet. The previous project was 1,200 feet, the standard throughout Iowa. The supervisors had received requests to go as high as 2,500 feet. The proposed project is for 66 to 100 wind turbines. The sign-up has started. Construction will begin in 2027-28. The Shelby County Board of Supervisors elected Steve Kinkle as chairman of the board during their meeting Tuesday. Bryce Shaben was elected vice chairman. Their regular meetings will be held the first and third Tuesdays of each month. In other action, the supervisors approved a 1% increase in wages for calendar year 2024 for employees that qualified. The supervisors approved the fiscal year 2024 budget amendment following a public hearing in which there were no comments. Stacey Ferry and Jean Geddes were reappointed to the Shelby County Solid Waste Board. Janet Buman was reappointed to the Conservation Board. Jay Ring was appointed Weed Commissioner. And Scott Markham was appointed County Medical Examiner. The Harlan Tribune and Harlan News Advertiser were named the official newspapers. And the agency in Harlan will be the broker for bonding for Shelby County for 2024. The board had received the fiscal year 2025 health insurance rates from the Iowa State Association of Counties. Rates will remain steady for fiscal year 2025, and the mileage reimbursement rate was set at 67 cents per mile. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Billings with KSOM and KS95 News.